And if you continue in that road, it will lead to betrayal. Where you betray, not only walking away from the one who helped you, this God and man, you've forgotten. And we as humans have this tendency to forget. We forget where we were. We forget the things that happened to us. We forget where God brought us from. And if you forget, you will become ungrateful. And if you become ungrateful, eventually you will be disloyal to the one who's helped you. God himself, all our fellow man. And it could even lead to betrayal. God has called us to be grateful. God expects us to be very thankful. Thankful to Him. God, there's something. Now let me tell you, when God tells you to do something, when God tells you to be something, or He's instructing you, there is a purpose. The Bible tells us the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. They are for our good. God wants us to be grateful to him. That is how you would make it here on earth. But when you forget, you can't really be grateful. You don't want to forget. You know, in Luke chapter 17, there were these 10 lepers that came to Jesus for help. And they were not supposed to be among people. But they were sure of the Messiah. And they were sure of his goodness. They were sure that Jesus was the Messiah. And he would help them with their lifelong problem. And they came to him, ten of them. And they begged him to heal them. And Jesus said to them, go show yourself to the high priest. Now it was the high priest that would let them know that, yeah, we've checked you out, you're clean. Now you can come to church, you can be among people. You're free. The bondage is removed. You're a free man to do whatever God created you to do on earth. And they left. And that's something that Christians really need to think on. They left without any feeling, no healing. The leprosy was still on them. Many times you pray for believers, they go immediately to check, and if, it does, if the pain is still there, they say, well, the pain is still here. <laughs> and say, okay, let's pray again. The pain is still here. Well, maybe the pastor is not very anointed. I will look for somebody else. Well, he gives you his word. You stand on the word. They shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. And so you walk, they were excited, they were going to show themselves to the priest. Now you don't go to the temple if you're a leper, but they believed. And on the way, they got healed. Many times when God has done something great in our lives, we're so excited about what he's done, we forget to go back to him. You see, Jesus sent them out. He said, go and show yourself to the priest. But what he really wanted that he didn't tell them, he wanted, he knew they would be healed right on the way, but he wanted them to stop there, come back to him first, to give thanks before they go to, to the priest. Only one among the nine did that, I mean, among the ten did that. Only one. The others got so excited, they forgot the one who gave them the miracle, and they went their way. And only one returned to Jesus. He was, he was so grateful. He was so grateful. He said with a loud voice, he cried out and fell at the feet of Jesus, just worshiping, thanking him that Jesus had removed this 
trouble that he had in life. And it was amazing. Jesus was not concerned about the fellow. He was concerned about the nine that didn't come back. That's how important it is that we stay grateful to God. Do not forget what God has done in your life. Don't you ever forget. That's what's going to bring you to your next place. When you forget God cannot work in your life because you will operate in ingratitude in your heart and God cannot function with that in your life. We have to be grateful. And so Jesus asked, he says, were there, Luke 17 verse 18, he said, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? So what is God saying? Every time he has done something for you, he wants you to return, to give glory to God. He was expecting them to come back and they didn't accept this foreigner and he said, accept this foreigner. The rest of them didn't. How many times we have been ungrateful to God? I, I know how God functions. When you ask God to do something, you may forget. Now when He gives you the answer, He reminds you. How many of you experience that? He reminds you that you asked for it. Many times people get, get healed and they rejoice and they leave. They don't know that unless they give glory to God, that thing is coming back. They were not faithful. You know the Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 And let the peace of God rule in your heart What is to rule in your heart? The peace of God Let the peace of God be the king of your heart Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in the body the, in the body of Christ you were called to peace and the peace of God must rule in your heart but not only that he says and be thankful let the peace of God rule in your heart that's the way to make it as a believer that's when you can really soar as a believer and not have all kinds of issues there you have trouble but you know your God you know your God and you have not forgotten he says be thankful that's who you are you are a thankful person a true believer a true follower of God he's a thankful person many times you've done you've, pastors will experience it and sometimes pastors get bitter you pour into a person's life spend a lot of time with them share with them give them stuff and all of that and they turn against you Amen. they forgot if they are taking time to think about when they came to you, how things were in their lives, they won't do that. They will be grateful. They won't turn against you. When they don't, when they are forgotten, they become disloyal. First, they start there. Before long, they are saying all kinds of things and acting, and they can live will betray you. So God expects us to be thankful. Be thankful. In First Thessalonians, the Bible tells us there, in everything, give thanks. He didn't say give thanks for everything. He says in everything, no matter what's happening in your life, regardless, be thankful.
thankful in everything. Give thanks. Not for everything, but in everything. Give thanks. Because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You want to know the will of God for your life? Give thanks. It's God's will. Now, when you fulfill that will, the rest of God's will is coming your way. We have to be thankful. The key thing is, the, the key, the cure to ingratitude is to remember. Is just to remember. Don't forget. And that's what God did with the children of Israel. Raise a memorial so you won't forget. Write it on your forehead. I don't want you to forget because once you forget, you're finished. You will go into disloyalty and then eventually betrayal because you've forgotten. I tell you what, if you, just, just to give you an illustration, you remember Jesus was frustrated about this when Jesus talked about uh, do not uh, take in the yeasts of the Pharisees and they thought he was talking about bread. He says, oh gosh, can't you understand? Did, have you forgotten the miracle of the 5,000 and the miracle? Why can't you understand I wasn't talking about bread? They have forgotten. When you forget, you are not grateful, you are going to make serious mistakes. But when you meditate on those things, you never forget. So when he, if he says a word like that, you know he's, he's not going to be talking about bread. He knows how to multiply bread. So the cure for ingratitude is to remember. That's what God was saying. Remember. Just remember. That's what's going to propel you on in your way with God. That's what's going to get you to the summit. As you remember what, where you were and you're thankful to God. And sometimes it brings tears into your eyes. You know where you, you, know where you, where you were and how difficult things were in the past. And you look, my goodness. Look at the way I was now. See where God has brought me. I know God is with me. I know God is with me me because you can remember and it, it, it strengthens you to do work you know before we went to Nigeria I was praying and I remembered how it used to be with me and some of you that prayed with people you remember they'll tell you I have this thing that's moving all over my body I mean if you had that they told you yeah and they don't know what it is they know it's not God it moves even more when they are in church and it frightens them and they can get it out I was like that I was like that it's amazing we talk more they talk more about that this time it seemed to me but before I left that was what I was thinking I knew how frustrated I was as a Christian I mean I couldn't understand I had already given my life to the Lord Jesus and then I had this thing moving in my body and I couldn't get it out I went to ministers they couldn't help me and I wonder if I'm really going to heaven how could these things be moving in my body has God accepted me what am I to do I've been to all the preachers they've told me everything I still can't understand why can't they get this thing out of me it's a very tough place to be I've chosen never to forget that I spent hours just crying out to God, please help me. What is this? What is this? How do I deal with it? It dumped my face. I couldn't really trust God. I mean, is there something wrong with me? How come I have known God and I'm having this? 
but I've, by the grace of God, I fought my way through it. And now I'm on the other side. I know that they have the problem. And when they tell me something is moving, I get angry. And I say, you coming out today, this is the end of it. You coming out. I know how to deal with you. You coming out. Because I haven't forgotten. I know where God brought me from. And I can help them. That's why God says, I don't want you to forget. I don't want you to forget. Don't forget what people did for you. Otherwise, you will betray them and you hurt them. And they are seriously pained because they poured into you. If that's, that's happened to you, it's really painful. The one that you have poured into, they now turn around and they're hurting you. They have not spent time to think about what you did for them. And at that time when they betrayed you, they don't want to even think about those things because it makes them feel bad. But that's what we do to God. That's why God says, I don't want you to forget. I want you to remember. Don't forget. Now, King Saul. King Saul was little in his own eyes. I mean, he didn't think he was qualified to be the king. When, they, when Samuel called him to come out, he was hiding. But God made him the king. And then God sent him on an assignment. Go and kill all the Amalekites. And God thought, you know, he was going to do exactly what God told him to. But he had forgotten who he was when God picked him up. He felt, God knew he, was, he didn't feel too great about himself. And God had anointed him and brought him up. And he had forgotten. Now he was king and all he was concerned about was the people. Where he, where he stood. He had forgotten his roots. So he led to betrayal or disloyalty. God sent him and he couldn't do the job. He didn't finish that. He listened to the people. He was more concerned of, about being the big shot than what God had commanded him to do. That's what will happen if you forget. If you remember who God is and what he's done in your life and where he's sending you, you won't listen to men. You don't care what they think. You only care about the one who is at work in your life. That's important thing. It was a very humbling thing when uh, I was talking to Sunday. He said, things happened, good luck. It was after you left in my life. A lot of things happened to my life. I was in deep trouble. My family is like Satan just let loose on me. In my family, my wife and everything, he said I was crying out to God. I was so frustrated. I got to this point. <laughs> that's the humbling part. I started crying out, God, you are the God of good luck. If nothing do it for me, because of him, he was telling me on the, on the plane, and I was thinking, hey, this is, this is surprising. I have my own struggles, you know. And here is this man praying, the God of good luck, but in his mind, good luck's following God, amen? But I struggled all along. But God is faithful. If you don't forget, I think about those things, the place God has brought me from, where I am, and gives you great confidence. Now, Saul had forgotten, and God said to Samuel, I, I greatly regret, I greatly regret that I've made Saul king over my people. I regret it. He has forgotten. I said, tell him this. He said, when you were little when you felt like you were nothing, I took you, I picked you up, and I anointed you. Now you get there, you've forgotten me, and now you've disobeyed me. 
when you don't remember where God has brought you from, you'll forget. And uh, you'll become disloyal to the Lord. But David was a different man. David was different. He never forgot his God. Never. He was always thinking about his God. Where God brought him from. Before he killed Goliath, he remembered what God had done. He said, hey, listen. Uh, he had a testimony time. He said, do you remember? He says, I know I'm a young fellow. I know you're afraid of that guy. But man, I tell you, God is with me. You know, the other day, there was that little lion, that lion that came. I took that lion out. I took that lion out. I took the bear. And I, I, I killed the bear. And, and this fellow is going to be. Yeah, he was thinking about what God had done in the past. And that strengthened him for the future. When you forget the, the past and the great things God has done in your life in the past, you are paralyzed and you are weakened. He said, I can deal with that. And you know, he was such a man, he, he always thought about his God. He wanted to be in the house of his God. He hadn't forgotten about his God. He said, he said I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. And in the wilderness, he was crying, my heart, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm panting for, 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 the, for water. From the house of God. He wanted that. That was the kind of man. When God told him, he said, God told him to Nathan, he said, your son will be king after you. That was important to him. Because Saul's son did not become king after Saul. And David was afraid of that. He knew what had happened. He had failed God. But then uh, Nathan said, God had given this promise. Your son is going to be the king after you. And until you, for all eternity, there will always be a king from between your lines. For sure. And he said, David went into the house of God and sat down. And said nothing for a long time. And he said, God, who am I? Why are you doing this? That was a heart of gratitude. Why are you doing this? You picked me up from this and now look, now you are even making this great promise to me. Just me, I'm a worm. Why? Why me, God? Why? Why are you so good to me? And then after he got, praise, got through praising God, he said, now you, you are a great God. You have made this promise. <laughs> And make sure you keep it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Don't forget. Don't forget. Stay with what God has done for you. Even if it's little, start thanking Him for it. Thank Him for what He's done for you. Sometimes we are so focused on what's happening around us in the immediate uh, that we forget what God has done in the past for us. We really need to remember what God has done. And the key is to remember. God says to remember. Look, in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 17 and 18, it says, You shall not prevent justice due to the stranger or the fatherless, nor take a widow's garment as a pledge. But you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and the, that the Lord your God redeemed you from there. Therefore, I command you to do these things. Now, what God was saying to them, he said, Don't forget you are a stranger. You know what happened to you when you were a stranger in Egypt? They tortured you, they tortured your children, they made you labor without pay, they did all of this to you. Don't forget that, because if you forget, you'll do exactly the same. But when you remember what you went through because as a stranger, then you are kind to the stranger. When you forget how good God has been to you, 
you will do evil to people. That's what it is. That's what I remembered. I know what I suffered through those demonic oppression. So when I see it in somebody, I'm focused. I got to get this thing out. I need this person free and free today. And guess what? God is there to work with you. God is there to work with you. So God said, I don't want you to forget. Now, one thing that we must always realize is this. For every believer, (laughs) uh, once you get saved, you got somebody that's after you, accusing you before God day and night. Many of us have read about the accuser of the brethren. And uh, to us, well, we just read in Revelation that uh, he was thrown out of heaven. He accused the, the, uh, the brethren day and night, and we assume, well, he's gone. Well, he's still the accuser of the brethren. And what he did then, he's still doing today. And you have to walk with the accuser of the brethren. So how do you stop the accuser? What are his works in our lives? What is the accuser doing in our lives? How can you stop him? In Revelation chapter 12, verse 9 through 11, it says, So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world, he was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now, this is important. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, only after he was cast out that was when the loud voice came an important voice in heaven now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come only it says for four because the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down God wanted them to have salvation God wanted them to enjoy the kingdom of our God he wanted them to enjoy the power of his Christ and all of that but they couldn't have those things when the accuser was still present when the accuser is still doing his job, you can have any of those things. So we have salvation. We have strength. We have the kingdom of our God. And then the power of his Christ. But how do you whip the accuser? How? How do you stop him from accusing you? So that you don't enjoy salvation? A lot of people saved. I was saved in the, in the 80s, early 80s. And uh, in the 70s, I was saved 75. It was tough. Salvation, strength, the kingdom of our God. Now is come. The power of his Christ, experiencing him. He was always there, but the accuser doing his job will not allow you to enjoy any of those things. Until he's gone. The only way to get the accuser out of your life, according to the scripture, it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Not only by the blood of the Lamb, 
but also by the blood of, by the word of their testimony. If you go by the word of your testimony without the blood of the lamb, you are totally unsuccessful in getting rid of the accuser. So you won't have the power of his Christ. You won't have the kingdom of our God. You won't have strength from our God. And certainly salvation will elude you. Until you get rid of the accuser. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Their testimony is what God has done for them. Their testimony is what they can never forget. That's why David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name and forget not all of his benefits. Don't forget. Don't forget, remember, because if you forget, you won't be grateful, you won't be thankful, therefore you are exposed to the accuser, and you won't feel the power, the power of salvation will not be there for you, the strength that comes from God will not be there for you. The kingdom of our God, Jesus said, if you believe, you enter into the kingdom, not there here. And you won't experience the power of his Christ. So is the word of your testimony. Do not forget all of his benefits. Many Christians have they don't even meditate on these benefits. They don't even think on them. They've forgotten. David knew not to ever forget any of those benefits. He forgives all my iniquities. He takes care of that. So I know I'm saved. He heals all my diseases. He satisfies my mouth with good things. He crowns my life with his goodness. His mercy always there. But when you forget those things, you are exposed to the accuser. And you will have no salvation operating in your life. No strength from God. You won't experience the power of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God has come with great power. And you won't experience the power of his Christ. You just will not. So the thing is to get rid of the accuser. And to get rid of the accuser, go back to your testimony. Go back to your testimony. When you are healed, sometimes many Christians want to wait until they are sure for sure. You wait until that time comes. You're giving room for the devil to come in. But stand up immediately and testify. I remember a meeting I had in Benin. God had healed these people. They don't like speaking in the, in the public. And uh, come out and testify. No, everybody sat down. So Pastor, I know God has healed somebody here tonight. He said, uh, if you don't testify, that sickness will come to you. And they, those, when they got up real fast. They got to testify. <laughs> it was real quick. They came to testify. But you don't have to be prodded to do that. It's the power that you have against the accuser. You refuse to forget. Now, I stand strongly on being well. I shared with you on Sunday that all the time, every time I go to Nigeria, I get sick. Uh, I mean, the symptoms are there. I have this, all of this. But I told, I told, I've mentioned it on Sunday. But before I left, I made up my mind: it's not going to happen this time. Amen. I'm not losing my voice, and I'm not going to be sick. I will fight the battle from the days of John the Baptist 
until now the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent ones take it by force. How? You go back to the promises that God has given to you and let in those days and let whatever happened come on me and God is going to take care of No, this time, no, you don't touch me. I'm a child of God. You're not going to do that to me this time. I decide what I want and what I don't want because God is with me. His word is there. Do not forget. Do not forget. Salvation. Hebrews chapter 10. He tells us, For then they would have ceased to be offered, for the worshippers once purified shall have no consciousness of sin. Sin consciousness is not the consciousness that God wants you to have. The consciousness God wants you to have is the fact that Jesus paid for your sins and that if the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. Do you feel free indeed? That's not in question. That's not what he says. If the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. So you don't forget that word. You stay with the word and guess what? You will be free indeed. Sin shall not have dominion over me. So you use you use the word of the word of your testimony against the enemy. Even when it's coming at you, even when you fail, you are still saying, No, I know what the word is. Sin shall not have dominion over me. And when you start doing that, you will feel God's strength come into your life because you would be a, a accuser, he's gone from your life. And then you begin to feel the power of the kingdom of God. He said, today, I know God is with me. I know he's with you. But I'm very, very certain about him being with me. I'm so sure of it. I don't have any doubt. I know God is with me. I know that. So I don't have anything to prove to anybody. I have nothing to prove. I know he's with me. How? There was a time when I wasn't sure at all from day to day based on what I did that day and what I did the day before. But today, no, I know he's with me. Am I perfect? No. When I'm done wrong, I know. I, I go to him. But I know he's always there. I know I can ask him for a thing and he'll do it. I'm very certain of that. I, do I get perplexed with issues? Oh, yes. I'm just a human like everybody else. But I know who I know. So I don't have to prove, to anything, uh, prove anything to anybody. I'm comfortable with my relationship with him. Very comfortable. But it came over time. And I think the greatest key is to always remember what, he, what I was and where I was and where he's brought me. And as I think through, I begin to realize God has done so much. So when I'm with somebody and they're telling me things, some of these things I forgot. But if you start talking and, you know, maybe I feel like, oh, with this, and then if that's the case, I will go into the boasting, foolish boasting, like Paul said, I will boast. But God can use you and do those things through you because God is the same. Remind yourself of who you are in Christ. The key thing is this. In Philippians 4 verse 8, he says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Amen? 
Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, that's power, if there is any praise worthy, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. In other words, think about those things. Don't forget them. That's the key. That's what God wants you to, to focus on, not the negatives. I know I had a lot of difficulties in Nigeria with trying to, but I'm not going to be talking about those things very much. That's behind me. I deal with the issue. I will focus on what God called us to do. I focus on that, forget all the negatives, try to solve the problems, and then move on. Because God has called us to a great work. And God has called you to a great life. Just don't forget who you are. Just don't forget the things he's done in your path. Don't forget what the scripture says about you. Read and proclaim those things as if they were true. But they're true. That's the truth. Everything else that you're experiencing in your life, if it's contrary to this book, that's a false symptom. That's a lie. Reject it and stand with what God says. Stand up with me this morning. Be grateful. You cannot really be grateful to God unless you have really thought these things true. You know, when you are thinking about the things that God is doing in your life, the emotions come. And when you thank God from that, you come, it's coming from your heart. And the Holy Spirit works with that to create a marvelous work in your life. Amen? Some of us today in our walk with God, some of us don't even know Him yet. And He has been wanting to know you personally. You haven't given Him time to know who you are. You've been doing your own thing. But today He's asking you, please come home. You've wondered along by yourself so long trying to get things done by yourself you need a God I need a God God is saying please come home whichever head bow all eyes close and you say this morning I want to come back home to God maybe you were already a Christian but you haven't really walked with him very closely lately but you really want to come home to him I do know like I said I know my God when I pray with you this morning something is going to transpire in your life something different is going to come into your life I know that for sure because God is here and you're here this morning and you said Lord I'm, I'm coming to you with everything I'm tired I'm tired of going alone going it alone I'm coming home I want you to have all of me I'm not going to hold anything back if that's you may I see your hand up just raise your hand up this morning just raise your hand up thank you so much sir thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate those that have raised their hand. A short of time this morning, young man. Thank you so much. You're so bold, and you did that for the Lord, and He has accepted you. Also, if you are hurting physically, I feel led earlier on. I'd like you to come up for prayer, so that God will heal you. I need our prayer partners to please come up. If you're hurting physically, please come. Let God heal you. 
Let God heal you. When we are, in, we are in Nigeria, sometimes you can tell the shock in their face. Just after prayer, the pain is gone and they're like, I can't believe this. <laughs> but God does it so quickly. God does it so quickly. If you're hurting, please come. Come for prayer. That's what Jesus does. He heals. Amen. And those of you that have that raised your hand, signifying you need a closer walk with God, I'd like you to also come out and meet with some of these people so they can pray with you and get that impartation on your life. Let's raise our hands to the Lord today. Again, be thankful. Can you think about something that God has done for you? Yes. There's been a lot of difficulties, but God has been good to you. Can you thank Him this morning for that? Say, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we are so grateful. Lord, without you, we can do nothing. You come into our lives, oh God, and you've changed things for us. And we are grateful to you, O God. We give you praise, Father. Lord, behold your people and remember your covenant. And pour your blessings upon your people. I bless them today in your name. That they will receive blessings from heaven. That they may walk in a land flowing with milk and honey. Thank you, Lord God. We give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. We're dismissed. If you